Welcome to another episode of the T to Green Golf Podcast. Really excited to be with you today, the T to Green Golf community. I am thoroughly excited about the opportunity that we have with us this afternoon. As you all know, the T to Green Golf Podcast was born to give voice to those underrepresented communities that are impacting golf in ways that are tangible and some that are intangible. That also includes our women golf uh, professionals and the, and the, the space of women golf as it continues to evolve. Today, I am honored, we are honored to have the privilege of visiting with a LPGA member, someone who has devoted her life to the sport of golf. She is a former LPGA member and, and today she is part of the legends of the LPGA, which is what this episode is about. It is the official senior tour of the LPGA. And I'll say this before we get into the episode. The community, we love golf, no matter who's playing it. And so as we get into this episode and on the backside of the episode, my appeal to all of you, your community, your network, your playing partners, is that we will begin to engage and follow and support the legends of the LPGA Tour. My personal story, they are the reason why I play this game. They are the reason why I have excelled at this game. They are the reason why I am able to successfully and sometimes on tinker with my golf swing. In our communities, in our circles, we know that women golfers are technically sound. And so we often talk about that. Let's move it from conversation to actual support. And we'll talk a little bit about the, L the legends of the LPGA today. Um, I'll direct you to their website. They do have an event that's very close to us near and dear in Metro Atlanta coming up. But from this point forward, um, the Tee to Green Golf podcast is going to pursue our women golfers. We're going to encourage you to support the LPGA. And so that's my ask as we get ready to launch into this episode. Without further ado, I'm excited to bring to you today and share in this moment, Lita Lindley. Lita is a resident of the state of Arizona. She has played golf the vast majority of her life. She excelled on the LPGA tour. And again, she's transitioned to the legends of the LPGA. Currently, she's giving back as a teacher of aspiring golfers, young, old, recreational, professional. And so we really look forward to visiting with Lita today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about her, but we're also going to talk about the legends of the LPGA. So I'll turn it over and welcome Lita Lindley to the Tita Green Golf Podcast. Lita, welcome. So excited to have you with us today. Oh, Victor, thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's my pleasure and honor to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as I said earlier, this is a, it's a big moment for me. Um, those that know me well know that I am a fan of the LPGA. Um, as much as I sit down in front of my TV and watch the PGA, I watch the LPGA too. And I've done that for decades. Got to be careful that I don't give my age out on this episode, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but certainly have watched it for decades. And so we're excited to have you with us today. We know that this episode primarily is about 
the legends of the LPGA. And we look forward to what you will share with us. But before we dive into that, um, introduce yourself to the Tia Green Golf community. Tell us who you are. Tell us about your relationship with golf. Talk to us about um, Lita. Well, I'm a graduate of the University of Arizona, a four-time All-American there, three-time academic All-American. I joined the tour in 1995, um, and I played 18 years on tour. My husband caddied for me for 17 years of those nice. 18 years, which is a little bit unique. We have a great partnership. Nice. And at one time, we were traveling with our two children. So my children now are 19 and 17. Yeah. And I retired from the LPGA in 2012 and quite honestly thought I was going to put my clubs away and never play again. Mm -hmm. um, so in this season, it's sort of surprising to me. It, it, there were a couple of things that brought me back to the tour and to competing. Some of my peers were encouraging me. And it was really as I transitioned into teaching that I said, well, if you're going to teach, you have to do. I can't explain to my students how it feels if I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm like, well, let me think back 10 years ago to what that felt like. So really through the encouragement of the people around me, um, I started competing again and um, have enjoyed some really nice success. Most recently uh, finished second in the U.S. Senior Women's Open oh. last month in Portland. And the year prior, I finished second. So two back-to-back -back silver medals. Yes. I was just one stroke away. So close but have really enjoyed um, being competitive again. And we don't have a huge schedule, but I look for some competitive opportunities um, along the way during the summer when I'm not teaching. Mm -hmm. So it, it's been a really surprising journey for me, but mm -hmm. one that I've really enjoyed. And I think I appreciate so much more now than maybe I did when I was in the throes of the tour and trying to raise a family and I really do feel blessed uh, in this season that I have the opportunity to continue to compete through the legends of the LPGA. Lita, tell us about the legends of the LPGA, the inception and some of the other notable names that are back on tour and back in competition. So the legends of the LPGA was founded in 2000 by 25 LPGA players. And the goal was really to provide competitive opportunities for those that wanted to continue to play once they turned the age of 45. And they really wanted to showcase and highlight the talents um, and it obviously continue to inspire, but providing competitive opportunities for all of us. Um, so some of the notable names that you would, would definitely know, Nancy Lopez, uh, Kari Webb, um, Hollis Stacy. We have 15 LPGA and World Hall of Golf Hall of Fame members. And over, the, over all the membership, we have probably over 750 LPGA titles as well as 85 major championship titles. So it's a pretty cool group to be a part of. Um, I contributed one LPGA title, Probably but there, there's, no there's no shortage of inspiration around me. Um, Rosie Jones is part of the Legends Tour. I just came from uh, her event in South Carolina. So, and then more notably, let's see some younger players that have just joined our tour, Laura Diaz, which was a fan favorite on the LPGA and Angela Stanford just recently turned oh, nice. 45 and she just won the LPGA senior championship earlier this summer in her rookie season on the legends tour. Okay. So, you know, you run the gamut from Hollis Stacy, Amy Alcott, you know, Kathy Whitworth when she, you know, sadly she recently passed, mm -hmm. but she was a member of the legends tour. 
and World Golf Hall of Fame member Hollis Stacy, you know, all the way down to our newbies um, like Angela Stanford. Wonderful. Um, that's great news. Was Angela part of the captain's team for the Solheim Cup? Did I see her? You did see her. Yes. Yeah. She's been a part of the Solheim Cup for many years as a player and now as an assistant captain. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere down the road she probably becomes captain, but mm -hmm. she did assist Stacy Lewis over there in Europe. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Um, that that's that's excellent. Uh, so we'll make sure that we share those names, not just as a part of the uh, this episode, but in our social media as well, because I think that's a big draw and attraction. Also, we talked earlier about you retiring in 2012. Um, you've returned to play. Talk to us a little bit more about that inspiration for coming back. Because, and I like what you said earlier. You know, oftentimes you have athletes, and and I experienced it myself as a former basketball player, that you you play so much early on that the sport kind of catches up to you and you need a break. And a break is defined differently for competitive athletes. But now you're back. And what was the thought, the impetus, the drive, and how does it feel to be back? Well, when I retired at 40, you know, I wanted to raise my family. Mm -hmm. So that was a big part of it. I've been playing for 18 years. There was certainly burnout there, you know, every day for 18 years, traveling. It's not nearly as glamorous as everyone thinks. Right. So I was ready to put my clubs away. And I did some other things. I served as a tournament director for a charity event for a number of years and an opportunity came along to teach. And interestingly enough, I went to the interview to say no. I thought, well, I'm going to go meet this gentleman and maybe he'll let me come play golf over here at Old Marsh. And right. um, I went and he's describing the job and I'm like, wow, this opportunity is never going to come up ever again. So I better say yes. And if it's terrible, I'll just resign. So here I am. I'm in my ninth season of teaching. And somewhere along the way, I went back to a reunion of sorts to the 100th anniversary of Corning Country Club, which is where I won my one LPGA title. Okay. And Rosie Jones is like the queen of Corning. She won there several times and she was there. And we did um, a little exhibition, uh, played nine holes and a little competitive exhibition. And I played really well. I made it all the way to the last hole and lost to Tammy Green. Okay. But Rosie was like, Lita, you have to come back. You got to come back. It's so much fun. Come on back. Like, just try it. Come back to the LPGA senior. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, Rosie. And then I remember texting her and I said, all right, I'm going to put on my big girl pants and I'm going to go and I'm going to tee it up at the LPGA senior. And it was so much fun to see my old friends get away, get those competitive juices again, flowing. And, you know, and I want it. I did it to also inspire my students, yep. you know, as I tell them to grow and push beyond their comfort zone, you know, I had to push beyond my comfort zone. And so, you know, I can't say, Hey, go tee it up in a tournament if I'm not going to go tee it up in the tournament. So I really have used it to, to inspire um, my students. And, you know, there's no sort of inspiration for me, you know, from my mm -hmm. own students, from my peers and all they're doing. So it really has been so much more fulfilling. And I do think that I come back to competition with a completely different mindset than I did. I have dared to dream way bigger in this season 
than I ever did when I was on tour. Um, you know, I, I imagine myself having success. I picture myself holding that U.S. Open trophy one day. I, I look at the spot mm. on my mantle where I have a space for it. So I think you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's a really big achievement to, to win a USGA, a U.S. Senior Women's Open. And I, ha I have really tried to push myself to get comfortable with that idea. And it, what's been really cool is how my peers have really encouraged me to, because really at the end of the day, it's me against me. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. me against the golf course. And that's what I love about golf. So it's me overcoming my own obstacles that maybe I've put in my way. Mm -hmm. So through this journey, I can take my lessons and really encourage my junior students. Well, my students of all levels, mm -hmm. you know, my, my competitive juniors, my beginner ladies, you know, I tell them nobody was born a golf pro, right? I started right. just like you did dribbling right. the ball. Right. And here I am. Right. So, you know, and it, and the other thing is embrace where you are, you know, enjoy mm. the season, celebrate where you are right now. Um, and I do actually feel like I'm playing some of the best golf of my career uh, in, awesome. in, in this season, which you might not necessarily expect. You might say, oh, you know, your highlights were back then, but I think my ball striking is better. Um, I think my mindset, as strong as it was back mm -hmm. then, is even stronger. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really surprising development for me and really cool. So, you know, I'm excited about what's what's yet to come. You know, I'm trying to keep my body strong by being in mm -hmm. the gym and just continuing to um, work hard. That That's um, an excellent response. And one of the things that I do for the Tita Green Golf community as we have gone through episodes, I often ask you to put a paper clip on a response or a point in the episode that I think is bigger than the episode itself. And I think this is one of those moments to the TD Green Golf community. We just heard someone who envisions, who is daring to dream who is offering us to embrace the space you are in at this particular point in time. Um, and yes, that's for all of us who still compete, whether that be golf or something else, but to the community, as you visit and continue to raise your children, I think the big one is dare to dream, envision the end, even at this particular point in time. And so we know for Lita, it's about hoisting that U.S. Senior Women's Open trophy. And boy, is she awfully close. So the, the practicality and the application of the prescription, we're seeing the fruits of it. And, um, and so we just, we, we wish her all the best. But I just want to make sure the community puts a paperclip on that and, and revisit that um, after you've, you've uh, certainly listened to the entire episode. One of the things that I'm excited about, and I've noted and I've shared this in a previous episode, is the past few years, particularly since COVID, America has experienced a percentage increase in women playing golf. Um, the sport is embraced by traditional communities, but also non-traditional communities or communities of color. How are or will the legends of the LPGA support um, this evolution of women in the sport, you know, in, in golf in its broad form 
is a sport that gives back as part of its existence. And so is that part of the legends of the LPGA platform going forward? It is. And, and I do think, you know, if you're going to look at the silver lining of anything that good that came out of COVID, it was the number of people that um, came to golf and women and across all communities uh, coming to golf. And that's super exciting for us. And those of us that were raised on the LPGA tour, we do have this mindset of be like a founder and giving back. Um, you know, whether we're volunteering our time or through our charity dollars, through our events and each of us, you know, we're doing things even in our own small space of doing things to grow the game, whether I'm doing it through my teaching and raising up the next generation of golfers or inspiring my beginner ladies to say, you can do this, you can have success. It's okay that you started at 65, mm -hmm. right? We can enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of golf. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even through the Legends Tour, just like the LPGA, we do try and connect with a charity piece in every city that we go to. So, for instance, when we were in Jacksonville, we partnered with the Moore Meyer Children's uh, Fund, where they help with financial assistance for kids and teach them leadership skills that will serve them not only on the golf course, but off the golf course. So providing them that opportunity they might not otherwise have. And then when we're coming to Atlanta, you know, we're partnering with the Women in Golf Foundation. So again, working with minority women and juniors. Yes. So, you know, we try to help raise some charity dollars so that they can continue to do the good work um, that they're doing. You know, when we were in Jacksonville, it was really neat because some of those kids were able to come out and watch us play, serve as official starters. And there were a couple of girls that actually caddied for legends players during the one day competition. Nice. And, you know, we did a junior clinic for them. So it was really a cool, cool experience that they might not have otherwise had, you know, to be up close, impersonal and meet these uh, legends pros. So wherever we go, we're looking for opportunity to inspire along the way, um, you know, whoever that is. So we are definitely working hard. Um, to encourage women to come to golf. And, you know, I just came back from a mentorship weekend with Rosie Jones, where she mentors um, high school girls. It's an, a new initiative for her. She's always been passionate about mentoring. And so that was really neat and encouraging them. And my message really is, you know, whatever you do, you know, whether that's golf, the lessons that you learn through golf mm -hmm. and how that's going to serve you well, whether that's on the golf course or in business and how that gets you with seat at the table where yep. business deals are done. So, you know, stick with it, you know, just because you're not going to maybe be a professional golfer, you know, the skills, this is a lifelong sport. You can right. pick up golf at the age of 70, which I do have students who have done that. Nice. So that's pretty, pretty neat. And, you know, it's funny when she, when my students said, well, you know, I'm, I'm set in my ways and, and how I've been able to inspire her to be a little bit more forgiving of herself, right? Golf is a challenging sport. You can't just expect just because you were good at basketball that you're going to be great at golf. And it takes patience. That is so right. So you learn patience, right? Dedication, um, stick to itness. Yep. You know, we don't want to give up. So these are all really great life lessons that are going to serve, um, you know, our up and coming juniors well out in the world. Well, we're excited about you all coming into Atlanta. And in fact, I extended the invitation and shared the attachments um, with a women's organization out of Birmingham, Alabama. And the founder of that organization, her story is 
professionally, when she leaned into golf, she actually was able to grow and expand her business at a level um, equal to or beyond her forecast, if you will. And so she has a, she's put together an organization and I hope that she's able to make it next week, but it is advocating for women in golf and really the transition of what you learn in golf will impact you in your professional life. So she's absolutely locked into the point that you just said. Well, we are here. October 9th to the 11th, Eagle Landing Golf Club, Stockbridge, Georgia. Stockbridge, Georgia's Metro Atlanta. It's just south of, just southeast of Hartsfield. The legends of the LPGA will be back in Metro Atlanta. Can you give us an overview of what we'll experience from October 9th to the 11th? Well, you're going to see some amazing golf, uh, for sure. There's no question about that. I think people will be very impressed with the quality of play. Um, just because it says seniors <laughs> doesn't mean that the, the competitive fire isn't there. And But you're going to see some really great golf. We will be kicking it off. I, I believe we have a women's sip and chip um, on that Sunday, I believe, or is it Monday? Okay. And then we are going to have a pro-am. There are still spots available if people are interested in coming to play with the Legends Tour player. Uh, we'll have a pro-am party where you'll get an opportunity to meet us the night before. And then the competition is Wednesday where we're going to tee it up, have a one-day 18-hole competition. So it's like go for broke. There's no second day. you got to make as many birdies as you can. Right. Uh, I'm pretty fired up because the last <laughs> one I went to, I did tie my career best and I shot seven under. Okay. So with eight birdies, one bogey. So I'm looking for a repeat of that. Uh, so you're going you're gonna to see some great golf, and it will be a really – um, we've always prided ourselves on being fan friendly. Um, and it's even more so yeah. now, um, while we're still firing competitive, you know, we're, we're there for our fans and especially in this season. And so if you want to get up close and personal right. and one-on-one -on -one, that, you know, this is a really great opportunity. If you followed us back in the day, a lot of yeah. your favorites are going to be teeing it up this in Stockbridge. Yeah. And I'll underscore that point. Um, as someone that's followed the LPGA tour, I was a volunteer for the State Farm Rail Classic, and it was there that I received my first autograph by a professional athlete that just happened to be a member of the LPGA tour. I had the pleasure and privilege of talking to Nancy Lopez. She was on the far end of the the driving range, getting ready to tee off. And she was gracious and warm and accommodating to someone who at that point, quite honestly, was a hack. I was just trying to find a way to make sure that I was hitting the ball straight. Um, they truly are the value add. In addition to the golf itself, the players are the value add to the tour itself. Very warm, very cordial, very engaging very accommodating. And at the end of all that, they play some high quality golf. So this is another appeal, Metro Atlanta, Birmingham, South Carolina, North Florida. Um, let's make our way in the Metro Atlanta, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Nashville. Let's make our way into Metro Atlanta. 
um, from October 9th to 11th or October 9th, 10th or 11th, whichever works for you. And let's support the legends of the LPGA. The tournament itself is on the 11th. Um, is the competitive fire different among the legends than it was when they were playing on the LPGA tour? And I think you answered a little bit of that, but maybe, maybe more broadly. What, what is um, that I'm going to say about? we're equally, equally competitive. <laughs> and I say this because when I went in Jacksonville, Laura Diaz, who's my friend, my husband caddied for her for a really short period of time. And she came <laughs> over and she congratulated me, but she was hot. She was mad <laughs> that she didn't make more birdies. And, I, and her son was there and he's like, oh, she's just upset. So yes, I would say the competitive spirit is still there. I mean, I think we recognize that we can appreciate um, and congratulate our friends and our peers. But yeah, we're still disappointed when we don't play well and the competitive spirit is there. So I do think that that story sums it up beautifully. I'll never forget the look on Laura's face. So it gave me a little chuckle. <laughs> I will be, uh, I, I will have to hang around at the end of the day's play to see if I can observe a little bit of that as, uh, as, as the, the round ends and the competitive fire is over and the tournament is over and people are being congratulated. So I have to keep my eye on that. Love, yeah. love that. Love that. With the exception of a major in 2021, which I had the pleasure of attending, uh, and can, truly vouch for the quality of golf. Uh, Metro Atlanta has not hosted an LPGA event in over 10 years. With the legends coming back to Metro Atlanta, what is the draw? And is this a community that the tour, whether it's the LPGA or the legends, is looking at as a staple in a schedule that's yet to be built, but um, as you all explore those communities. Well, we're really looking to return to communities where we had a lot of success and had a great fan base and Atlanta being one of them. Well, we had a lot of success there when we were playing, we were re actually returning to the exact golf course we used to play at Eagles Landing Country Club when we had the Chick-fil-A tournament. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so we're looking to go into those communities. I would consider this a seed event, and our goal is to continue to grow this. You know, hopefully through more sponsorship, we can get more players. And, you know, I think ultimately our goal would to be have a full field Legends event, which would be 40 players or more. Mm -hmm. So that ultimately is our goal. And we're hopeful that this will be really successful and garner a lot of interest and people will have a great time. And it is our intent to try and come back uh, to this area in Atlanta, you know, in the coming years. So right now we're going to focus on, you know, our event coming up here mm -hmm. next week and, you know, do our very best and, and work hard and, and hopefully plant those seeds and it's going to grow into something even bigger and better in the coming years. Yeah, that's exciting to hear. And certainly this is a, it's a growing metropolis and it's a growing metropolis of people from all parts of the U.S. So with the community continuing to grow, um, it feels like there's going to be a support system that is familiar from the last time you all were here, but also this new generation of Atlanta Metro residents that's going to support that traditional group as well. So excited to hear that 
this could potentially be a seed event that is nurtured by more and more and more visits to Metro Atlanta. Excited to hear about that. Calendar year 2024 is drawing close. Um, what can we expect from the legends? Any new developments that you can share right now um, in the way of schedule events? Um, where do we go from here after 2023? Well, all our, our schedule is built around our two marquee events, which is the LPGA Senior Championship and the U.S. Senior Women's Open which next year will be a few weeks earlier and we're going to be in Fox Chapel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. So we try and build around that, creating some competitive opportunities for our players so they can gear up for two majors. Mm -hmm. It's hard to just play in majors, right? There's no substitution for competitive reps. Right. So, you know, we are excited. Um, there was a recent announcement that we're going to have a team event uh, in Kentucky in June next year. So there are some legends players there now um, doing sort of a preview event um, okay. to get people in the community excited that we're going to be returning in 2024. Um, and so beyond that, we're still working on some couple events again with Atlanta, hoping that we're going to be back. It might have a little bit of a different date, but we're continuing to work there. And right. so I can't, but we are working hard. We do sprinkle in for some of us that, you know, depending on where we are locally, we do play in state opens. So, you know, that's another way to get competitive rounds in. But, you know, our ultimate goal, if we could just build the legends schedule, um, you know, and we're just going to take it one event at a time, you know, again, starting here in Atlanta and Kentucky and see where else we can pop up. Well, I'm hopeful. We're hopeful that the T to Green Golf podcast can certainly be a vehicle that continues to support the legends of the LPGA, um, lifts it up, draws more attention, draws more fan support, um, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, attracts additional sponsors. I know how important that is to any tour. So uh, hopefully we can do our part in supporting you all. The final question that I have, and I ask this and it's important, is how can the Tita Green Golf Podcast and its community support the legends of the LPGA? Well, you're doing it all right now, Victor, by having me on the show and giving me the opportunity to talk about the event. And you kind of hinted at it at the beginning, and I was going to make the suggestion that maybe you have a monthly legends guest come on your show. We do have some really interesting stories to tell, and yes. I would love to come back and, you know, share some more inspiration for your viewers and how I come from the game a little bit differently now and as a teacher and how much I've learned. But beyond that, you know, we need that fan support, you know, to have people come out and watch us and support us, um, you know, get involved, invest in women's golf. Mm -hmm. uh, we have so much to offer, um, you know, follow us on our social media, cheer for us. And, you know, there's just so many different ways to get involved. But if we come into your community, come on out. You know, I always felt when we were on tour, once we got somebody out that might be a little bit skeptical, once they met us and watched us play, they would be so inspired and we had a fan for life. So it's about making that introduction. So by you having me on today, you know, maybe there's some people that didn't know about me when I was mm -hmm. playing on tour, but now they've had a chance to listen or a little bit more intrigued about following, you know, the legends of the LPGA. So I can't thank you enough, Victor, for having me on and giving us this opportunity to, you know, talk about our organization. It's it's my pleasure. And 
from you to Denise to Kathy. Um, I'm grateful for my relationship with Denise because she literally just said, Victor, I need a favor. Uh, and, yeah. and and so that brokered the relationship between myself and Kathy and, and then you. Um, you all have a place here. And so we certainly can talk about um, doing this more often than just this this moment right now to talk about the legends and the good work that you all are doing. And we'll continue. So to the community, let's um, engage the legends of the LPGA tour. Um, I believe in your browser, if you just type in legends of the LPGA, it'll directly connect you with the website. Their schedule is posted. Um, I can attest that attending a tournament is everything that Lita has shared it to be. Um, I do know that when the State Farm LPGA Classic was taken out of Central Illinois, not only was it um, kind of a jab in the sternum for State Farm and its employees at that point in time, but it was a big hole for that central Illinois community because we really rallied around the legends. So we have another opportunity to do that Metro Atlanta, which is far larger than central Illinois. Again, so the voice behind the TD Green Golf podcast, I am appealing to you all that we follow them, we support them. It is a phenomenal experience. I can imagine that it's only going to get better, but we are, um, we're looking forward to October 9th through the 11th. Um, Lisa, we thank you for giving us a little bit of your time today. I know that it is truly in the midst of your teaching schedule, um, but we look forward to seeing you. Next week in Metro Atlanta, you and, and your peers and the tour here and supporting you. So from myself to the Tita Green community, thank you. And as we always say, hit it straight from Tita Green. We are out. Thank you.